0: Let's read the word of God from First Peter 1 verses 18 and 19. Forasmuch as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation or conduct received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. There is healing through the blood of the Lamb. Let's look at Ephesians 1.7 In whom we have redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sins according to His riches of grace. Leviticus, now, we have three witnesses, three different scriptures to establish a truth here. Leviticus 17.11 Because the Word of God says, Let every word be established. Established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. These are three witnesses from the scriptures. Leviticus 17, verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it unto you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. There is healing in the blood, but in this right now, for the sake of teaching and clarification. The blood cleanses us from our sins. Of course, the sin is the root of the sickness. In the Garden of Eden, before sin was present, sickness was also absent. But when sin came, sickness came, and all other curses came. It is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. So the blood of Jesus cleanses us from sin. Christ did not suffer in His body for our sins, primarily. No. He shed His blood for our sins. The stripes were for our healing. We can read that in the Psalms. We can read it. Isaiah talks about it, through it by the Spirit. Uh, the Apostle Paul speaks about it by the Spirit. Jesus Christ Himself talks about it by the Spirit. And that is proof. There is not only deliverance from sin which is the root of sickness, but there is also deliverance from sickness in Calvary. And Jesus didn't only shed His blood, but He was also beaten by those stripes. We are healed. On the cross we find atonement for the soul, but not only atonement for the soul. That's only half of the benefits of Calvary. The other half is healing for the physical body, In many denominational churches, people have forgotten all His benefits. They remember half of His benefits, part of His benefits. But He provided also deliverance for our physical body, also provided deliverance from our sin. The suffering of Jesus physically is for our physical healing. And we have to discern this. We have to see this. If we look in 1 Corinthians 11.30 it says here, For this cause, talking about the body, for this cause the body of Christ are weak and sickly among you, talking about the church, and many sleep or die prematurely. Why? Because they fail to discern the Lord's body. That's what it says. Verse 29. Failure to discern the Lord's body, that that body was broken, that our bodies can, could be healed. We have to go back to the teachings of Christ on this same subject, because the Spirit of God spoke through Jesus, the Spirit of God spoke through Paul, the Spirit of God spoke through Peter, and the Spirit of God speaks through us. When we yield to it, we do the same works and we say the same things. We say the things of God. We speak the mysteries of God. We speak the words of the kingdom. Jesus took the bread. He blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples. And he said, let's look at Matthew 26:26. That's what he talks about it. And verse 27. Take, eat. This is my body. So Jesus was talking about his body. We have to eat, we have to partake of this, the brokenness of Jesus' body in order for our bodies to receive healing. He also took the cup, and the cup, of course, represents His blood. And that blood cleanseth us from all sin. He gave thanks, and He said, drink ye all of it, For this is my blood of the new covenant which is is shed, this blood is shed for the remission of sins. Even here Christ, Jesus is showing a distinction between the body and the blood. Healing for the body, atonement for the soul. This distinction is the reason that both the bread and the wine are included in the symbolism of the sacrament the sacrament of communion the wine symbolizing the blood shed for our sins the bread symbolizing the body broken for the healing of our bodies if we fail to discern the healing or discern the Lord's body as we read in 1 Corinthians 11 then we have forgotten half of the benefits here we have to have healing in order to serve God. It's not just so that we can be pain-free watching television, soap operas, or do what we want without pain. No. The healing is that we can serve God. see, when Jesus came, and they found Peter's mother-in-law sick, she had fever. And Jesus rebuked the fever And what did she do? Did she go out and and do her own thing? No. She stood up and she served the Master. She served God. We cannot serve God if we don't have healing, if we don't have health. We need to be well so we can build the kingdom, so we can preach the gospel, so we can show forth the glory of God, so we can feed the poor so we can clothe the naked, so we can heal the sick, we can deliver the captives, we can raise the dead. This has all been commanded by Jesus Himself, that we should do His works and greater the works. These are the works that Jesus did. These are the works that we continue as His body in the earth. Now, if we fail to remember that it was His stripes, by His stripes we healed, we cannot receive this. We cannot walk in this. And so many in the body of Christ, so many people that have received forgiveness for sins, in many denominational churches, they don't know about divine healing. They think it's something strange. It's not for today. Nevertheless, God has not changed. His word has not changed. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we continue reading now. For this reason, many are sick. And many die prematurely because of ignorance in the field of divine healing that this is something that belongs to us as believers no wonder so many were weak and sickly in the church at Corinth, for they had neglected the provision God had made for their healing I love this fact that Jesus God in Jesus has provided healing he has provided forgiveness for, from sin. He has not only provided forgiveness from sin, He has provided righteousness. Righteousness is ours. It's not something we do, it's something we are by faith. And therefore, we do the right things. Because God has placed His Spirit within us. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. But if we don't know it, we will walk, we will live in sin. Even today, ignorant ministers, they have no light of this. And God bless them, and I pray for them. I don't condemn them. But they preach. If they do preach, anybody preaches, that we have to sin every day. They're ignorant. Because the Word of God says that Jesus has redeemed us. And we can live the Christ kind of life. Because we have been given His Righteousness. And if we walk in the light, as He's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanseth us from all sin. Walking in the light, walking in forgiveness, walking under the blood, as righteous sons and daughters of the living God. Hallelujah! If we are not conscious of the healing provision, we will walk in weakness and sickness. But there is healing available. Jesus exclaimed on the cross, It is finished. What did He mean? He meant that He has borne our sins and carried our sorrows. He meant that He had taken our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He took our poverty, our curse, our lack, and He supplied for us total redemption. With the Father. If Jesus bore our sicknesses. We don't have to bear them anymore. Christ finished our redemption. For both. Our sin problem and our sickness problem. Once for all at Calvary. He also provided for our daily bread. He is a provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. Now. If we know these facts. And if we feel ourselves with the consciousness of the Word of God, the consciousness of the truth, this truth from the Word of God, we can receive our healing and we can live in healing. And not only can we be healed, but if we are afflicted by a minister has a healing ministry, but if we we can even lay hands on our own bodies... And rebuke that pain to leave. Rebuke that disease to go. And we can lay hands as believers on others led by the Spirit of God and they shall recover. Because the prayer of faith, the confident prayer, shall save the sick or heal the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. See this word saved that we use. We always associate with forgiveness of sin. But in Greek it's the word sozo. And it's including not only deliverance from sin, but it also includes healing for the body. Hallelujah. And the healing can come instantly. Sometimes it comes gradually. But the healing is there. The moment we act upon the Word of God, the healing belongs to us. We are acting under the divine commission when we pray for the sick. Because Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 10.19 He has given us power and authority over all devils, and to cure diseases. We see that when Jesus was speaking about the harvest, all is speaking about the harvest, and pray the Lord of the harvest, and He sends laborers into the harvest. And then we see in Matthew 10, it says, Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you have a seed, freely give. It goes together with the Great Commission. God has delivered us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us in Christ Jesus. He took the curse of sin. He took the curse of sickness. He took the curse of lack and poverty. He took the curse of death. Hallelujah. Praise God. He died so that we could live. We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now if the hands have been laid on a person, then it's time to believe for the recovery of that body. Sometimes it happened to me more than once. I have ingested, not knowingly, polluted water, polluted food, on the mission field, and my body has been afflicted by that poison, by those bacteria, but I have laid hands on my body and I have rebuked that bacteria. i rebuked those germs, and they have died time and time again i've seen this we can lay hands on our own bodies if you feel you're coming down with the cold don't take that cold but say that cold doesn't belong to me i rebuke that i repent from whatever i did wrong if you did something wrong maybe you walked out in the cold without sufficient clothing. Maybe you drank something cold and went out in the cold and got too cold and the cold is trying to get on you. You repent from what you did wrong and you receive your healing and you glorify God by believing the Word of God. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is reaching unto the unseen, into the unseen world. The hand of faith is getting a hold or that which is not, holding on to it, until it becomes that which is. Faith is believing that we possess that which we cannot see, that which we cannot feel. Though it is unseen and unfelt as yet, we believe it is already done. This faith, the faith of God, brings deliverance. Faith is the proof that what we are believing for is in existence, although we cannot see it with our natural eyes, we can see it with our spiritual eyes, and we will give birth to it through our confession of faith, and through our actions of faith, because faith without works is dead. And be ye doers of the word, not hearers of only deceiving your own selves even if there is a pain still believe believe even if the symptoms are still there believe, keep on believing keep on trying act your faith it is believing that drives out the pain put the word of God before the sickness put your faith before the symptoms believing brings you from your bed of affliction hallelujah it inspires me every time I hear the story Brother Kenneth Hagen tells about how he on the bed of affliction with a incurable heart condition, given up to die by doctors, read the word of God, believed it and started acting his faith. And as he started acting on his faith he, that word of God grew stronger and stronger in him until that sickness, until that disease was driven out of his life. And he was able to glorify God with his life and bring faith and hope to millions of people. See, the devil wants to kill us prematurely so we can't glorify God. But we lay hold to the promises of God and we say no. We are going to believe God. We are going to glorify God. Not only are we going to believe for our own healing. But we are going to preach this message of healing. And we are going to glorify God. By praying for the sick. And healing the sick. In the name of Jesus.